helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Talking heads, pundits, and the media have been shilling the idea that should Trump win the election, he would usher in a fascist dictatorship, strip away everyone's rights. I find it hard not to laugh at such statements, seeing as the current president is ushering a fascist regime uh, where he ignores the Constitution, rules by executive order, and finds new and creative ways to strip Americans who disagree with them their rights. I don't know if it's the pot calling the kettle black, uh, people talking to a mirror, or the worst case of projection I have ever seen. The question for the American people is, who are you going to believe? The media or your lying eyes? Well, hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. I'm glad you could join me today. This is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. We prepare to defend and assert our rights. And, well, sometimes that includes the right to simply call BS on something. Like this claim that, uh, uh, well, you know, Donald Trump would issue in fascism, but but dear leader Biden, oh, no, 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 nothing wrong here. See, first you have to understand, well, what fascism is. According to Merriam-Webster's online dictionary, it's a political philosophy, movement, or regime Uh, that exalts nation and often race above the individual, and that stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. Does any of that sound familiar? Okay, they, the, the one thing in there that maybe is not, is, is not the, uh, the exalting of nation. The, the, this is a new form of fascism, a fascism that um, hates the nation. It hates everything that we stand for, but it is focused on race, race above the individual. Of course, in this day and age, the race being anything but white, it, it does have a central autocratic government and a dictatorial leader. We've seen severe economic and social regimentation as we watch the Fed continue to mess with our money and Congress un- unable to actually control its spending. And we've seen the forcible suppression of opposition and everything from January 6th to uh, uh, faithful Roman Catholics, pro-life, and of course, anybody that questions the, 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 the purity of dear leader and his children. So let's take a look at some of these. So um, California tried this thing and now, well, our dear leader through the Department of Labor wants to determine whether or not you can work as a contractor. Now listen, I spent 30 years in IT, and during that time, I worked almost exclusively as an employee. And under the rules and the laws, employees have certain things like that. But I left that life, and now when I work in many ways as a, as a contractor. But you see, the first California said, you know what, we don't like this idea. Uh, how, how dare you decide for yourself that you want to work for yourself and contract work with uh, with other people, um, you you're just obviously too stupid to know that you you miss the benefits of being an employee when you do that. So we have to teach it for you. I mean that's basically what California said, and which is really interesting because 
California, one of the things California is known for, well, is the entertainment industry, Hollywood, the the the, the movie studios, all the the production companies, and many of those companies used contractors for a lot of their work. In other words, rather than hiring a company, than hiring employees and running, say, maybe a costume department or or a prop department, you may contract that out to somebody else. Especially things like, oh, I don't know, special effects or or stunts. But now the the you know California said we got to do something about that. I've talked before about what it's done to the trucking industry in California. It worked out so well there that now, dear leader wants to do that for the whole country. So the Department of Labor has issued a, a, a new regulation. They've basically written a law. They've rewritten a law. And the, 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 they put it out. It's like 100 plus pages of, of new rules and regulations. But the summary is the U.S. Department of Labor is modifying wage and hour division regulations to replace its analysis for determining employee or independent contractor classification under the Fair Labor Standards Act with an analysis that is more consistent with judicial precedent and the act's text and purpose. Oh, in other words, we're not actually going to pass a new law. We're going we're gonna to make it up as we go. We're, we're going to create a rule. You know, how many of you remember in school when you were taught that uh, uh, one of the, re- the main reasons we left Great Britain was taxation without representation? First of all, that's, that's wrong. That, that, that's not true. But that's exactly what we have going on here. So you're, gonna be, you're being taxed to fund the Department of Labor that's making up rules, but you have no say in the, those rules, you didn't hire them. Nobody at the Department of Labor is ever accountable to the pop, to, to, to the populace, to we the people. They're simply making rules up out of thin air. Now they say, well, this is the Fair Labor Standards Act. Time, show me where the Constitution delegates the United States the authority to lo- regulate labor standards. It does not. Yes, it can regulate interstate commerce. We're not, they're not talking about regulating interstate commerce. They're talking about regulating wages. And, and, and who is and is not a contractor. Now, what I find amazingly tyrannical, amazingly fascist, is the very idea of, listen, if you want to work as a contractor then why should the government say you can't work as a contractor? Well, gee, then, then, then you may not get paid family leave or, or uh, a sick time or, or vacations or, or 401ks. Fine. So understand that the American people should be old enough to decide for themselves how they want to go about their lives. If you wish to be an employee and have those uh, 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 those, those services as part as those benefits as being an employee, that's fine. If you don't want that, that's fine as well. And as far as I'm concerned, this uh, 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 what what did they call it the um, the wage the, the employee or independent contractor classification is void for one very simple reason. It violates the Constitution of the United States. It violates the Fifth Amendment because it deprives you of the liberty of deciding for yourself whether to be an employee or a contractor without due process of law. 
It is therefore a violation of the Constitution, which means it is, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me, void. It is empty. It is meaningless. Or, as the Supreme Court said in, in uh, Norton v. Shelby County, an unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duties. It uh, affords no protections. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as an operative as though it had never been passed. But you see, most Americans don't know that because we were not taught that the Constitution supersedes whatever some idiot in the White House can get his bureaucracy to push forward. And speaking of dear leader, now he's decided, even though the courts have said, listen, uh, uh, you don't have the, the power to simply decide to bail out people. You don't have the ability to effectively spend the money to pay off people's loans for them. But that's not stopped him. Biden wants to cancel another $5 billion in debt. He wants to bribe 74,000 student loan holders with free money. Here you go. We're going to pay your debt for you. Again, um, th this whole thing is one giant scam. First of all, the loans. Tell me, where in the Constitution is the United States authorized to make loans? It's not. Maybe you could make some point about, oh, well, it's part of uh, interstate co uh, interstate commerce or, or foreign commerce. Foreign commerce, you know, as, as pol foreign policy. But we're not talking about interstate commerce. We're talking about making loans to students, regardless of whether they are going to school out of state or not. So there's no, author no authorization for them to make the loans. There's no authorization for Biden to effectively spend money. I say effectively because, well, this is money on the books. It's supposed to come in to the federal government. That's not going to come in. Well, where's the appropriation from Congress to spend money on this program? Uh, I don't think there is. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but that just means that, that Congress is just as corrupt as the uh, as, as the president that's nothing new so we are seeing again and again the the root of the problem why is is biden doing this it's very simple it's a bribe see let me offer you a bribe i will offer to uh uh cancel your debts well because maybe then you'll be nice and vote for me it's no different than than the parable jesus told of the of the crooked uh, uh the crooked servant that when he got caught being a bad steward, he went out to his master's uh, creditors and said, hey, let's make a deal. I'll knock a third off of here and I'll knock half off of here. This is nothing but a flat out bribe. And uh, tell me how this is not a, a fascistic move to simply ignore the Constitution, ignore the rule of law, law to simply take government money that have, has been embezzled for the American people, to bribe a, a group of Americans in an effort to get their vote. And again, ladies and gentlemen, these are just a few of the examples. I've already talked about the, uh, the, 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 the terrorist watch list, um, that uh, if you were found to be in or around the, 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 the capital, the District of Columbia, between January 5th and 7th, you're on a special list. If you try, if you fly, there is a, a watch list tag, a terrorist watch list tag, because you flew into the capital area during those dates. 
where, where, where's the due process in that? You have the accusations of overcharging those who um, were simply at the Capitol on January 6th. Even those who entered the Capitol and did so peacefully and with permission of the police, they're being charged with uh, obstructing Congress when they didn't actually uh, um, obstruct Congress. See, that's part of this, you know, uh, going after your political enemies. And we certainly have seen that uh, coming out of this government lately. Not that it's unique to this administration, but it certainly does seem to be, um, well, let's say quite popular in this administration to forcibly suppress the opposition. We have evidence of um, the Biden laptop, the COVID origins, the the uh, questions about the safety and effectiveness of the COVID vaccines, all being suppressed by this administration. We have evidence of the FBI, CIA, and others in the F, in the uh, Biden administration working with social media to suppress information they don't like. We have the uh, uh, then press sec- press secretary of the president. Um, Jen Psaki saying, yeah, we flag articles and we send them to Facebook to get them taken down. I mean, they, they admit it. We shouldn't really be surprised about it. Yet it is, it is the supporters of this administration that are saying, oh my God, if you let my, my opponent in, and let's face it, at this point, it's pretty much you know, Biden and Trump for the for the next presidential election, unless something strange happens. If you let him in, oh my God, it's the end of democracy. We're not a democracy, we're a republic. And you've been working hard to trash the republic for the last three years. And you're the one crying wolf now? Doesn't pass the smile. That's why I said, it makes me laugh. And I, I, you know, part of it is I have to laugh because if I don't laugh, I'll cry. To think that there are millions of Americans that hear these people platter on about, oh my God, it's all going to end, and they believe them. Again, you don't have to like Donald Trump. You don't have to like Joe Biden. But if you look at their records, which one of them has crushed the rights of the American people more? Not accused of, but actually crushed the rights of the American people. Again, Trump wasn't perfect. Uh, Trump violated his oath of office on multiple occasions. He made a lot of grandiose claims that you know, he couldn't fulfill. But when I look at the two and I said, which one of them have destroyed the rights of the people? Which one of them has, has acted more autocratically? Which one of them has suppressed opposition more? It's not the Donald. It's not Mr. Orange Hair. It's been Joe Biden and his administration. And I, I even hesitate sometimes to say Joe Biden because really what it is, it's the bureaucracy. Joe Biden is simply now, I believe, the, the titular head of a bureaucracy bent on control. They want to control every aspect of your life. And the Biden, administra- the Biden and his administration is more than happy to do that, to tell you what kind of cars you can drive, to tell you what kind of water heaters and appliances and dishwashers and washing machines and stoves. They want to tell you how to live your life. They want to tell you where you can drive and when. They want to tell you 
how what you can and cannot do. There, the autocrats. He is the dictator. And they are the one forcibly suppressing their opposition. Now, I, I often call for the American people to not fall asleep while they're, they're deciding things about the country. Getting a good night's sleep is important. And if you're tired of being tired, well, I've got something for you. It's the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply so you can wake up refreshed and ready to, to hit the day. What is this product? It's Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. It is, comes in travel-ready gel pack. It's easy to use. I throw them in my bag. My daughter uses them regularly. My wife uses them regularly. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order from Healthy Cell. Find out more at American, uh, AmericaOutloud.shop. Again, Healthy Cell has a lot of great products. Whether you try the REM sleep or the Immune Super Boost or Focus, or any of their great products, you can get 25% off that first order. Be sure to go to AmericaOutloud.shop to find out how. Basically, you got to use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. It's what lets Healthy Cell know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, well, they're giving you 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. 
Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You rejoin the Constitution Study. Today, we're going tyranny hole. As we're watching those who are complaining about, oh my God, Donald Trump will bring in tyranny, act as tyrants. Again, I don't know if it's simply, uh, uh, if it's chutzpah, if it's the pot calling the kettle black, if it's just looking in the mirror or just like the worst case of transference I've ever seen. I don't know. But as we look at at what tyranny actually is, one of the reasons to say, give me facts, give me data. Don't simply claim it, prove it. Well, how about looking at the at the tyranny? We started looking at some of the tyranny uh, from Biden's Labor Department, from his own attempts to to bribe students uh, uh, with uh, paying off their student loans for them, or at least partially doing so. How about we realize it's not simply the Biden administration, that it's government as a whole. The federal government works on bribery. For example... Um, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1 of the Constitution says Congress has the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to do three things, to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. Now again, we're talking about the United States, capital U, capital S, proper noun. The very same proper noun used in the Tenth Amendment that says if the power isn't delegated to the United States by the Constitution, it doesn't belong to them. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, because while everybody blames Biden for the, def- the, 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 the deficits we've been running, it's not all Biden's fault. Yeah, Biden's Treasury Department has been cutting checks that this country can't cash. But, that's all, but in most cases, that's because Congress has appropriated money we don't got. See, we don't have a $34 trillion debt because of an accounting error, because somebody made a, a boo-boo. Or even because of, oh my God, the COVID came to get us. We have a $34 trillion debt for because for decades, and I do mean decades, the, the our representatives in the federal government have refused anything that resembles fiscal responsibility. See, by federal law, Congress has to pass 12 appropriations bills. I don't remember if it's every year or every two years. I, I forget what the, what the details are. But there are 12 bills to fund the government. Now, they cover the different... They, they basically break the federal government into these groups of, of programs and projects, and each one falls under an appropriations bill. During the last time that Congress has, filed, has followed the law and passed all 12 of the appropriations bills, I believe it was 25, 26 years ago, that's right. They haven't done it in the 21st century. They keep passing along and, and well, we'll do, a, we'll do a continuing resolution and we, we'll just do this for now so that we can fix it later. What's the old saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 10,000 times, I'm probably an American voter. Remember, we had the whole brouhaha with the, the, the speaker and uh, Speaker McCarthy got kicked out because he made a deal during an, a, 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 in a CR with the Democrats, um, and they got kicked out. And then, of course, Johnson comes in and he says, "We're going to return to regular order." By meaning, by that meaning, we're going to go back to the appropriations process. How's that work for him? 
Has he got, he's gotten a few appropriations bills through, you know, past the House. It's, what about the Senate? It's not his job to get him by the Senate. Now, he does want to pass bills that have a chance of going through the Senate. But ultimately, his job is to get bills through the House. But yet we still don't have a uh, an appropriations. We don't have a budget. We don't have appropriations. But we have another, yes, another continuing resolution. Johnson's previous genius idea was, okay, if we can't get the whole thing in one big shot, let's break it into two smaller things and we'll deal with half of it in January and half of it in February. Well, here we are in January and they couldn't deal with their half in January. So what do we do? We pass another continuing resolution to push January off to March. Where's the fixing the problem? They never fix the problem. Why? When was the last time you threatened to fire your representative for voting for a CR rather than an appropriations bill? When? My guess is never. And my guess is for the 330 million Americans, the answer never is probably, uh, well, a lot more frequent than we probably want to admit. See, I think it was Alexis de Tocqueville that said the United States will, will cease to exist when Congress realizes it can bribe the public with the public's money. Congress has learned that lesson. They simply, uh, uh, and because they have, they can issue debt on the credit of the United States. Again, that's Article 1, Section 2, I'm sorry, Section 8, Clause 2. Um, they do. They simply borrow money to bribe us into compliance. And yes, the word is bribe. If you accept a government program, if you accept funding from a government program that is not authorized by the Constitution of the United States, you are guilty of bribery, of accepting the bribe. See, a briber, in a bribery case, both the person that offers a bribe and the person that receives the bribe are guilty. If you get Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, uh, any of the the, the federal welfare programs, then uh, guess what? You're guilty of bribery. You've accepted a bribe. You've accepted money from the federal government to change your mind how you vote. If you get any of the federal uh, grants for uh, higher education, you're, you have accepted a bribe. If you accept any of the subsidies for everything from, you know, corn to uh, oil and everything in between, you've accepted a bribe. And as long as we keep accepting the bribes and we're unwilling to stop, well, then they're going to have control over our lives. There's no reason for the federal government to balance the budget. There's no cost to them if they don't. All the debt that they pick up, all the interest the uh, the uh, collapse of the of the our fiscal system doesn't harm them directly, so there's no reason for them to worry about it. Why do you think, under both Democrat and Republican administrations, the national debt has gone up? When houses are when the House of Congress uh, the the House of Representatives is controlled by Democrat and Republican, the debt goes up. They don't, have, they, they don't deal with the deficits. 
because they've realized, hey, I can just bribe the American people with their own money. I don't have to be fiscally responsible. So when I saw this article, again, it made me laugh. See, the House uh, advanced a bill. They want to create a, a, a new fiscal committee to, uh, to address the unsustainable national debt. I mean, come on, does anybody take this seriously? I mean, I'm looking at the legislation. It's what, uh, H.R. 5779. And and, uh, the duties of this fiscal commission, it says the fiscal commission shall identify policies to improve the fiscal situation in the medium term and to achieve a sustainable debt-to-GDP ratio of the long term and for a recommendation related to federal programs for which the federal trust fund exists to improve solvency for a period of at least 75 years. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you do not need a commission to do this. All you need to do is read the Constitution of the United States. See, unless you're paying the debt or the, 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 the common defense or the general welfare of the Union, the United States, not of the people, not of the states, you're not allowed to, spend, to collect taxes for that. That means those programs should stop. Department of Education, Department of Energy, Department of Transportation, yeah, maybe a little bit of, of transportation. Those agencies should disappear. Now, the funny thing is, if we stopped spending the the money that's not constitutionally authorized, if the federal government simply followed the Constitution, I think last time I checked, something like 85% of the federal budget would would disappear, which means we could take that money and pay off the debt. Now, the last time I, I, I saw numbers for this, Basically, in about 10 to 15 years, we could pay off the national debt, all $34 trillion of it, if our employees in Congress simply kept to their oath to support the Constitution. And that includes not supporting spending bills that are not authorized by the Constitution. So instead, what does the House do? And again, the House is led by Republicans. So uh, this is a Republican-led measure. They're going to create a new commission that will um, take more money because they have to have the commission. They got to have meetings. They got to travel. They got to research. They got to have all. They got to have outside experts. All this to tell us what we already know. If you wish to improve the fiscal situation, you spend less than you take in in taxes, and you only spend money and what you're legally authorized to spend money on. Not a rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that hard. But instead of taking the simple way out, oh, no, no. Um, this bill says, well, you know, this, this and this bill admits that, that um, there are going to be expenses. Leading it at the, the bill, it says, um, with respect to the Fiscal Commission and carrying out the functions of the Fiscal Commission, the Fiscal Commission is authorized to incur expenses in the same manner and under the same conditions as a Joint Economic Committee is authorized under Section 11D of the Employment Act of 1946. Oh, you mean we already have a Joint Commission, Economic Committee? Um, they can't do this job. No, no, no. We've got to get another group to do this job. 
and they're going to incur expenses, and those expenses are going to be paid under another piece of, of U.S. law, which basically says, yeah, you know, um, you're going to spend money, and we'll appropriate money for you. How much is it going to cost us? How much is it going to cost the American people? In, in, forget, in, in dollars, but in time and in frustration, to tell us what, what should be obvious to pretty much every human being with a few functioning neurons. The only way to get to, to restore some sort of fiscal, um, fisc, fiscal sanity, to improve our fiscal situation, is to stop spending money. I mean, we can even disagree on what we should stop spending money on, but you cannot spend. And everybody who says, no, we just need to tax more, there are plenty. I, I, maybe I'll find one and put it in, and see if I can bring it up later. But there are plenty of studies that show if you confiscated every dollar of every millionaire in the country, you could pay the the you basically could pay the the, the budget of the United States government for about a year. And then of course, since you confiscate all the money, there's no money left for the next year. I don't remember if it was any, every millionaire. No, I'm sorry. It was every billionaire. If you confiscated every dollar owned by every billionaire, you basically pay the federal budget for one year. And when the next year rolls around, you got no more money to confiscate. Again, it's not rocket science, but it, it seems to be far beyond the, 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 the mental capabilities of the people in Congress. Now, probably not all of them. I'm sure there are people out there that said, God, we're going to spend more money to tell us what we already know. I haven't heard any of them. But apparently there were enough people that think, yeah, we'll just, we'll just do another commission to tell us what we already know. Are there enough of them to actually pass this legislation? There certainly are enough. Somebody's introduced this legislation, and there are multiple sponsors of this legislation. Is 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 that really the state of our representative? These are the best and brightest people we could hire to represent us in the national government. If that doesn't scare the pants off of you for our future, I don't know what would. But I think part of the problem is we look at DC as this giant monolithic thing and say, how can we stop that? How can we affect that? And well, the answer is. We can't. I'm sorry, but we cannot. When you realize that on average, every member of the House of Representatives represents almost 750,000 people. I say that's on average. Some represent less, some represent more, but take that average, 750,000 people. How much of a voice do you have in a cacophony of 750,000? I'd say pretty small. In fact, I did the math a while back, and I don't know if I've got this right, but if uh, if a member of the House spent just five minutes with every one of their constituents, so eight hours a day, five minutes each, they wouldn't be able to visit all their their, rep- their the people they re- claim to represent in two years, three years, four years. They couldn't do it. There's a reason why the Constitution says each member of the House should only rep- should represent no more than thirty thousand people. They do a little bit of math, Paul. That's about a, that's about eleven thousand members of the House. And people go, "Oh my God, we could never have." Why? 
the one advantage of that is, well, you'd actually get to meet and talk to your representative because he's represent he or she's representing 30,000, not 750,000. But the other thing is we keep looking at the forest and we forget we have our own state and local powers that we can use to push back. And that's what I want to get to after the break. This idea that there is something we can do if we look locally, not nationally. But before I do that, I have to take a break. I want to remind you, though, you know, AmericaOutloud.news is a great website for getting the latest news and information. I go there every day. I hope you do as well. But I'm going to ask you to do something. See, we talk about knowledge being power. Knowledge is not power until it's put into action. So it's important that we all do our part, that we take the, the stories and articles that, that maybe get our attention, something that really grabs us, or, or maybe a podcast or a video where, where somebody explains something better than you ever have before, and share them. Take this news, take this information, share it with friends, share it with family, share it with social media, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. The act of sharing, the act of doing something, is the act that helps us all secure the blessings of liberty. We stand at the gates of hell that global tyrants have thrust upon us. We invite you to join us to seal shut those gates and stamp out evil so that mankind may live freely. AmericaOutloud.news is your inspiration source to join the fight to take America back from the world's greatest oppressors. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study, and today we're talking about tyranny as it runs across our nation. The, the people who are out there claiming that if Donald Trump wins, he's going to turn this into a, he's, he's going to be a dictator and turn this country into a tyranny. We already are. And it's not simply Biden that's done it. There are so many where, you know, the laws don't matter anymore. You pass a law, who cares? 
you know, was it Joe Biden said uh, the problem of the border is, well, we, we need to fix the laws. How would you try enforcing the laws you've already got, like you swore to do when you took office? Now, the border problem has become awful. I mean, it's, it's, the numbers are mind-boggling. And Texas has finally stood up and said, you know what? We are a state. We are not a subject of the United States. We are not a vassal of the United States. We are a state. We we created, we, well, they didn't actually create the United States, but they helped create the United States. They are partners to the compact that created the United States. They are the ones that help decide the power that the United States has. And if the federal government is not going to do its job, if the federal government you know, is simply going to fall down the job, we have a border with Mexico. We are going to enforce it. You know, that's right. It's interesting. If you look at the constitution of many of our states, they define the actual borders of the state. I'm not sure if Texas is one of those. But Texas has a border. And one of those borders happens to be an international border. And while Texas cannot regulate uh, trans, uh, people going across an internal border, they have every right to regulate an external border. And this has turned into quite the uh, the tete-a-tete between the between the state of Texas and the federal government. See, Texas uh, took over this area in uh, in Eagle Pass, was it Shelby Park? And uh, they said, "Listen, federal government, if you are not going to enforce the law, we will." And this is now ours. Border Patrol out. We will do this. And after passing a state law, they're now, Texas now, arresting and charging illegal immigrants that cross the border at Eagle Pass. Now, of course, the law that Texas passed to, to uh, authorize this is, was immediately challenged by Biden's Department of Justice, but um, that's not the only one. Remember the, uh, the, the razor wire across the border? Yeah, that got challenged as well. And just the other day, the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 de- decision, said, uh, yeah, we are going to, um, well, basically, there was a, a, a Fifth Circuit Court um, ordered that the, the Department of Justice, the federal government, could not take down the razor wire. Well, the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Well, um, the Supreme Court said, no, we're going to vacate that order. And uh, we're, which means that the Department of Justice could actually um, cut down the razor wire, according to the Supreme Court. There's a couple of interesting things to point out here. First of all, Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh all said they would deny the application. They would not have vacated the order. I find that very. I, I, I'm not surprised, but it tells you you've got um, uh, uh, that. That I'm not surprised that these justices said they would not vacate the order. I was a little surprised at some of the others, but not terribly surprised. Um, but here's the interesting point. That's uh, th- So they vacated the order. Fine. So what? I know people are going to go apoplectic when I say this, but neither the, the order from the U.S. Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court's vacature of that order is law. That, that's, that's not law. Those are the decisions of a court in a controversy. We have a controversy between the Department of Homeland Security and the state of Texas. 
And these are the decisions that they've made. But guess what? The Supreme Court is a creation of the states, including, by the way, the state of Texas. You see, the state of Texas is a party to the compact between the states we call the Constitution. And as uh, under basic contract law, that means the Supreme Court is not the decider of what is and is not constitutional. The states are. Basic contract law. And if you look at that compact, Article 4, Section 4, says the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when legislature cannot can be convened against domestic violence. Now, I've pointed out the term, the term you're calling what's happening at the, the U.S. border invasion is it's not the strongest argument because the, the legal definition of an invasion is the entry of a country by a public ent- enemy making war. Well, while these people may be your enemy, they're not a public enemy. They're not an enemy of the United States. They're not making war. So, okay, it's not, calling it an invasion is is a little bit questionable. But you certainly have the expectation as a state that when the United States says, we will will regulate the federal borders, the U.S. borders, if they fail to do so, the United States has failed to fulfill its obligations under the Constitution. And in fact, you go so far as to say, look at the Constitution. Immigration is not a power delegated to the United States. Isn't that interesting? Maintaining borders is not a power delegated to the United States. Therefore, since it's not prohibited to the states, that power is retained by the states, which means the state of Texas has every authority to protect its citizens and its landmass against the unwanted entrance of people from another country. Call it an invasion, call it mass migration, call it whatever you want. They have that right to do so. And since the Supreme Court, in their decision, apparently didn't find it necessary to um, actually give a reasoning why they vacated that order, well, to me, that's simply arbitrary and capricious. And... and, and uh, Um, you could argue, of no effect. I mean, you certainly cannot claim that the state of Texas would not be harmed by that vacature while the case makes its way through the court. The state of Texas is being harmed each and every day that border is left open. Not not just that part in Eagle Pass. The entire border of Texas is left open, is left undefended. So there's certainly, you can't claim that that, uh, this vacating the order um, does not cause a real harm to the defendant here, the state of Texas. And since they didn't say, well, you know, this violates the Constitution here or here, this decision's arbitrary and capricious. And although it will create a lot of brouhaha, it will, you know, people will claim constitutional crisis and all sorts, anarchy and all sorts of things, I believe there's a justifiable case for the state of Texas to ignore the, uh, uh, the uh, to simply ignore the orders of the court and defend their border until the court can come up with a constitutionally sound reason why they should not. You see, I'm not saying that the, uh, the state 
of Texas should simply ignore the court. What they should do is say, listen, you haven't given us a reasonable justification for your decision. Therefore, until you give us the grounds, the reason, the, the legal authority to do so, to, that, for you to do so, we're waiting for you to give us those answers. And if all you're going to do is say, because we said so, the state of Texas is not a child. And the, the Supreme Court is not its parent. And in a, another state that is standing up to uh, the federal government, uh, the state of West Virginia, specifically its legislation, legislature, has submitted a bill that, among other things, states uh, the following federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, rules, and regulations shall be considered infringements on the people's right to keep and bear arm, arms as guaranteed by the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States and Article 3, Section 22 of the Constitution of West Virginia within the borders of the states, including but not limited to any tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on firearms, firearm accessories, ammunition, yada, 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 any registration or tracking of firearms, any registration or tracking of oh, the owners of firearms, any act forbidding the possession, ownership, or, or use or transfer of a firearm, um, to a law-abiding citizen, any act ordering the confiscation of firearms, firearms, accessory, and ammunition from a law-abiding citizen, uh, all federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, rules, and regulations, regardless if enacted before or after the provision of this article, which infringes on the people, which infringes on the people's right to keep and bear arms, as guaranteed by the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States and Article Three, Section Twenty-Two of the Constitution of West Virginia, shall be invalid in this state, shall not be recognized by this state, shall be specifically rejected by this state, and shall be considered null and void and of no effect in this state did you catch a list of what they're talking about laws executive orders administrative orders court orders rules regulations now like most states it sounds really grandiose but uh, if you read a little closer there are limits to this right no person including any public officer or, uh, or employee of the state or uh, any public uh, i'm sorry political subdivision of the state shall have the authority to enforce or attempt to enforce any federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, rules, regulations, statutes, or ordinances infringing on the rights to keep and bear arm as outlined in section 15-17-3 of this code. In other words, they're not going to punish federal actors for enforcing the code. It's state actors that are not allowed to enforce the code. Now, here's the question. If this law is passed, and uh, the main meaning that federal rules, regulations, executive orders are invalid within the state, doesn't that mean that a federal actor attempting to enforce these rules within the state are violating the rights of citizens of the state and therefore performing a, a criminal activity, the deprivation of rights under color of law, that they're depriving them of their, their liberty and their property without due process of law? See, again, that's, a, that's another big step. It's one thing to say, we won't participate. It's another thing to say, if you try it here, you're under arrest. I give West Virginia credit for this law, especially if they pass this law. Um, although there's still more they can do. I want to, I, I, good law. This, this, I haven't read the whole thing. What I've read looks really, really good. Um, we have to wait to see how it's going to be changed and modified. But it's a good, in my, in my mind, it is a good start. And I think this also points me to how do we deal 
with the tyranny. And I want to loop back to the beginning. The, uh, hey, listen, the media people, the, the talking heads, the idiots that want to make fools of themselves, that simply claim that, uh, you know, if Donald Trump wins, America's dead, democracy's dead. Um, you know what? I keep saying, better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and prove it. My goal is not to silence people with those opinions. It's to point out just how ridiculously stupid those opinions are. And I have every right to do that. The question is, what we can we do? Uh, again, we have much less influence in D.C. than we do in the state and local governments, which is why I keep saying, if you want to fix D.C., you start in your backyard. You start in educating people about the Constitution, about their rights. Uh, um, you know, as John Jay said, every member of the state ought diligently to read and study the Constitution, teach the rising generation, be free by knowing their rights. They'll be better prepared to de- they'll be better prepared to defend and assert them. That's what we want. We want people that are prepared to defend and assert them. Now, whether you do that by coming to the Constitution study, by going to our Patriots program, or simply by reading it for yourself, I really don't care. What I do care is that a we educate ourselves about the Constitution, the limits on the federal government, on our state constitutions, the limit on state government, that's like, you know, that, that'd be a good thing as well. But then we prepare, how do we defend our rights? How do we assert our rights and do so constitutionally, do so legally? I've met plenty of people who make uh, some grand statements, but they don't prepare to do things constitutionally. They're prepared to do things emotionally, but not constitutionally, not legally. It's one of the reasons why in the boot camp for the Patriots program, we start off with make, how do you make a good argument and how do you understand other people's arguments? Now, I've decided I'm going to do a boot camp via Zoom. You can watch the recorded boot camp today, constitutionstudy.com slash Patriots. Watch the recorded boot camp is all you need to. I'm going to do a live one via Zoom probably, I'm guessing right now, about middle of March. My current goal, is, my guess, is I'm going to have it on like a, a Saturday afternoon via Zoom. It is absolutely free. Everybody can join. There'll be more information on the website soon. Just check out constitutionstudy.com uh, for more. But I, I bring that up as it's, it, it's a way to get you started. Even if you don't join the Patriots program, you just take the boot camp, then you'll get some education. You'll get some tools you can use to defend your rights today. Not waiting, not start defending your rights today. And I'll tell you, we focus, we focus locally. I usually start, I live in the country, so I don't think of the country, but if you live in the city, you know, uh, start with your city government. Start with your county government. Start with your sheriff. See, the first thing I want to do is make sure that there's somebody who has my back, and I want, that should be my sheriff, chief law enforcement officer in the county if they've got my back, that's a good place to start. And for everyone out there saying, but Paul, that doesn't fix Washington. You are absolutely right. It does not fix Washington. But you know what it does do? It means where you live can be freer than everywhere else. It can be freer than it is today. It can be freer than we, than we are living in uh, right now. And that's a good thing. Even if we don't change Washington, it's a good thing. But you see, if you do your county, and I do my county, and everybody who hears my voice does their county, we start changing the states. We get states like West Virginia that can stand up and say, no, this is unconstitutional and is not valid in our state. 
When we do that, DC starts becoming irrelevant. Because DC can't do most of what it wants to do without the states helping. Now, if that gets your attention, if you want to hear more of that, I hope you come back and join us here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, all the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. That's also when the episode page, the show page goes up with any links or other information as well. Now, if you listen to the podcast, even if you don't listen to the podcast, subscribe to it for me, please. Leave the episode's ratings and reviews. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. It's sharing this information that makes a difference. So you go to americaoutloud.news. You can find all the links you need for the program, for the podcast, and also for the other people here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. But what I want you to do is take that information, take those links, share them. Spread the news, spread the word, spread the seeds of liberty to as far and wide as you can. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you share the blessings of that liberty. Of that liberty.